Bracken is the author of My Orange Duffel Bag, the story of his own journey to overcome homelessness, poverty, and abuse to become a successful businessman. He is a dynamic and powerful speaker, coach, and author, moving people to radical change. Because of his own personal story, Sam is able to help people take massive action to achieve their best selves by overcoming obstacles in their way. Well, I really love that panel that we just all experienced. What a wonderful, um, I have, um, I've wrote 12 pages of notes of which I will return to. I'm pretty excited about that. But. So I'm excited to share some thoughts with you today. Have you ever had your face in the dirt, panicked, frightened, and been full of despair? Or have you been struggling through piles of crap, suffering, and yet felt focused, driven, and full of energy? I have. And today, I'm going to tell you what made the difference. When I was a child growing up on the fringes of the mob and motorcycle gangs in Las Vegas, Nevada, my family was like a drug-crazed version on the Brady Bunch on an episode of Cops. My mother worked three jobs to provide for our family, and a lot was required from us kids. We had jobs to do and very strict, a very strict schedule to do them. And when we didn't do them, we got our butts kicked. When I was 10, one Friday after school, my stepdad, Leroy, he told me to do the dishes. And I had cleaned up the stink and squalor in the kitchen two days before, and it wasn't my turn. But that didn't matter. As I stood in the filthy kitchen, full of dirty dishes, I started to cry. I, glasped, I, I clasped my hands together, and I uttered my first vocal prayer. God, it's not my turn to do the dishes. It's not fair. Why me? Whack! Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, in the <laughs> Leroy leaned over and smacked me upside the head, and my face smashed on the countertop. And he said to me, God's not going to help you now, you little shit. Get to work. <laughs> I was completely and utterly humiliated. I did the dishes as fast as I could. After that wonderful little experience, I said to myself, screw this crap, I'm out of here. I bolted out the door and blew through our front desert, because in Las Vegas, they have no front yards, only desert. <laughs> Jumped over our tattered scrub oak fence and ran down the street next to Will Beckley Elementary where I went to school. At the end of the street was a vast wasteland called the Southern Nevada Desert. My, pet, my tattered Chuck Taylor high top sneakers hit the sand. The sky was blue. The red desert sand went on forever. The tumbleweeds and cactus provided obstacles to leap over. I was pretending to be a great running back 
breaking free from would-be attackers, one after the other, scoring touchdown after touchdown. I saw snakes and scorpions and strange desert animals that I had grown accustomed to, spending all my summer days playing in the desert. But something inside of me said, just keep running. Run. Run. Get away from the nightmare and the pain. I said to myself, run as fast as you can for as long as you can. It's just too much to live with. I wiped away the blood and the sweat from my nose and mouth. And it was hot, really hot, like 109 degrees hot. The sun is scorching my already sunburnt shoulders and bleaching my brown hair. Maybe if I run faster, I'll feel better. I gotta get away from the drugs, the drinking, the crazy chaos, the constant yelling, the fights, and the daily beatings. I never know why I get punished. It must be my fault. I am so confused, but I keep running anyway. Maybe somehow I can run far enough to be truly free. But the more I run, the heavier things get. The pressure is building. I can't take it anymore. I am dying and on my last legs. The weight is crushing me. I search for answers. Why? Why? Why me? What did I do? What did I do to deserve the hell I'm living in? I'm only 10 years old. I'm hungry, scared, tired, and alone. I don't like the way I feel when I drink, act crazy, and do drugs with my family. I keep running, hoping that somehow I will find the answers. But nothing comes. There is nothing on the horizon, but a dry, empty desert. There is nothing to run toward. Hours pass, and the sun begins to fade behind the mountains. It's almost dark. Exhausted, with nothing left in the tank, running down a steep sand dune, I collapse with my face in the dirt. Heaving for breath, searching for answers, a voice comes to my mind, not like then. Not like then. Never, ever, ever like then. That thought is too overwhelming. The weight of that thought is too heavy. I know deep down inside I don't belong with then. I am not that person. I just don't know how or what to do. It's just too much for me to handle. I start to cry, and I can't stop. My emotions are out of control. 
I am lost in a desert wasteland. I close my eyes and want to die. Somehow, after a few moments, I regain the strength to get up and start walking home in the dark. With a full moon lighting the way, I notice the beauty of the southern Nevada desert at night. I feel a tiny spark of hope, like a small candle lighting a dark room from a distance. Maybe that faint light means something. Now it's a couple of years later. One summer after school before ninth grade, I try, um, I'm, I'm trying to get ready for upcoming, the upcoming football season, and I ask my stepdad, Leroy, to take me to the high school so that I can run a few laps and get in shape for upcoming camp. Leroy drops me off, and I walk down to the dirt track that, that surrounds the just-watered grass and football field at Chaparral High School. Unknown to me, Leroy parks his car in a place where he can watch me. I'm sure he wants to see for himself my real intentions. Who is this kid, really? I arrive at the track and I put on my running shoes. And I stretch out, then I begin to run as fast as I can, like when I was 10 in the desert. But this time, things are different. I am stronger, faster, older. But most of all, I am different. Working on becoming the man I am meant to become. I see a unique Sam Bracken. Someone who is unlike anyone else. Someone different than anyone in the universe. I am not just a piece of a family trying to destroy itself. This thought, it ignites my soul and fills me with power. I start to sprint and I keep going as fast as I can. I don't stop. Lap one, lap two, lap three pushing myself beyond what I'd ever done before. My power is still strong. I keep going. Lap four, five, six, and I'm on the brink. This time, it feels good. The pain and suffering is still there, but it actually feels good. To be tough, to be better, making my vision of myself real, Becoming someone who matters, to be the player they can't do without, the one who always makes a difference. That's what I'm running for. Now, I'm dying. Lap seven, eight, nine. I can't bear the pain in my side. It feels like someone is stabbing me in the side with a hunting knife. My lungs are on fire. I can't feel my legs. But one thing I know, no one else is out here in this heat 
not one of my teammates. I'm the only one right here, right now, paying the price for greatness. I say to myself, if I can just do one more lap as fast as I can, that would really mean something. I break the last lap down into four 100-yard sprints, and I give it everything I, I have. After 10 laps, I collapse with my face in the dirt. I did not know that I could take my body to such an extreme place. It really hurts. But I like it. Like it. Hell, I loved it. I love the powerful way it makes me feel. This is what I can do. This is who I am. Yes, my face is in the dirt once again, knee deep in crap and suffering. I'm heaving for breath, but this time I am filled with power, light and drive, not despair. The difference is staggering. That day, I learned one of life's most important lessons. You're going to end up in... You're going to end up with your face in the dirt, struggling through piles of crap, no matter what you do or who you are. There are two kinds of struggles in life. The struggle that distracts us from who we are and the struggle that makes us who we are. Let me say that again. The struggle that distracts us from who we are and the struggle that makes us who we are. I was raised in the first kind of struggle. I was raised to drink, do drugs, to cheat and steal. But deep down, I knew I was not that person. I knew I didn't want to fight my way through life that way, only to end up in the dirt. That was inevitable. So I chose the second kind of struggle, finding, fighting for who I really am creating my own future, and driving toward my own destiny, running toward something, reaching my own potential. As long as we struggle against ourselves, we will suffer a kind of claustrophobia. We'll feel trapped, buried alive, and our response is to panic. That's what you do when you have an attack of claustrophobia. You panic. That's what happened to me when I was 10. I started running out of sure panic, the overwhelming urge to escape. But when I realized that I was not the guy I was raised to be, I also realized that I wasn't trapped at all, that I was free. That's when I started to see the light of hope and the power that comes when you choose to be who you really are. And then work toward becoming that person. Now, that, now, the idea that you can reach your true potential without struggle is just false. True greatness, personal, professional, emotional, and spiritual, comes from pushing yourself to the point of collapsing, happily 
in the dirt. We all struggle through life. It's inevitable. Our struggle can wear us out or wake us up. Bury us or build us. Drain us, drain our powers from us or make us muscular. The difference is what we choose to struggle for. The question is, will your face in the dirt be full of despair or delight? Will your face in the dirt be exhausting or exhilarating? Will you be full of panic or live with purpose? As I got up from the dirt and walked back to the parking lot that day, my stepdad, Leroy, rolled up in his 1978 Ford Gran Torino. Cigarette smoke billowing from the window. I got in. And to my amazement, he was crying. You got something special inside you, boy. You're destined for great things. And so I was. And so are you. Thanks for, for your time.